The following podcast is a member of the Pokecasters Network. Pokecasters Network, supporting Pokemon content creators, their shows, and the community of Pokemon fans. To find out more, check out pokecastersnetwork.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook. Hello, and welcome to Lucas Lectures, hosted by the big fish himself, veteran Lucas. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's topic. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Lucas Lecture. I am your host, Veteran Lucas. Hope you guys are having a fancy... Okay, forget all that. Forget all that right now. We had the news dump that is finally shutting up half of the gaming Pokemon community. Yes, Diamond and Pearl is getting remade. Now, the chibi art style. Let's get this out of the way right now. I have no problems with it. It doesn't change the story. It's going to be fine. If you have a problem with it, don't threaten me with a good time. Just go ahead and don't buy it, and you'll be fine. But we're not talking about chibi art styles today. Today we are talking about the other game that dropped that no one is really talking about as much as their hatred for the chibi style, which makes me very, very upset because Pokemon Legends being announced is one of the coolest things Pokemon has ever done. This is an open-world RPG for Pokemon. I have been in the Pokemon franchise for longer than some of you listeners have been alive. And listen to me here. We have been demanding an open world RPG more and more every year. And we finally got one. The hype is so real that I scrapped my entire schedule for doing these lectures just to go ahead and throw this one in. We are going to be talking about Pokemon Legends and what I want to see from a scientific standpoint, from a historical standpoint, what can be made into this game that happened in our world that could influence this one. Because if you didn't know, the entire Sinnoh region is based off the large island of Hokkaido, which is in the northern part of Japan. Whenever you think of the whenever you think of the big old island on top of Japan, granted, I know when people think Japan, they think Tokyo and Okinawa. That's usually about it, if we're being honest. It's actually quite sad. Hokkaido is an amazing part of the country and one with a pretty deep history. I would like to take a refresher on that history and tell you guys in the end what I would like to see in the new game, what I would like added to influence this brand new chapter of the world. So, let's look at geography. The climate of Hokkaido provides a really good good collection of habitats and you see that in the Sinnoh region too there's forests there's wetlands there's mountains there's frozen glaciers the island's temperatures can range pretty wildly you can get some lovely summers at about 70 degrees fahrenheit but you can get some bitterly cold and very very snowy winters think of it like a colder london or new york for my american and european listeners uh, the soil is great for growing and makes it a major breadbasket for japan I think that's important to know that because a lot of Japan's resources are imported. They don't really export a lot of stuff when it comes to their food, and very little of the food that they eat is made in the country. So Hokkaido is a super important area for the entire country to get what little meat, vegetables, and other crops Japan can produce for its entire massive population. The wildlife of the area, super well documented, and this includes small mammals like squirrels, Includes lots of birds, small little songbirds, all the way up to the stellar sea eagle, which is a massive monster bird that lives on the ice flows. And you get famous bears and wolves that live slash lived there long before people ever got there. On the note of people, 
This is what I really wanted to talk about. The history of Hokkaido shares a lot of similarities with American history, European history, African history in terms of native populations. So let's just start off. The Japanese people we think of today did not live in Hokkaido. Uh, they lived in the southern parts of Japan. Hokkaido did have native people that crossed over from what is now Russia, and they are called the Ainu. Uh, there were many more native peoples at the time, but the most famous and ones we'll talk about, the ones that are still alive, are the Ainu. Again, they still exist today, and they are a completely separate culture and language from the Japanese people. Uh, the Ainu used Hokkaido as a place to live, and it wasn't like the Aztecs or the Mayans who had massive cities. It was similar to how Native Americans functioned in America, where they would have smaller dwellings, smaller group, but they would still fish, hunt, and trade in order to survive. Uh, the other smaller groups of native eventually kind of got lumped in with them. Eventually, the Japanese people did come in contact with them, but over time, they were actually considered large, hairy barbarians, which is kind of typical from Japanese culture if you know anything about how they've lived and processed their lives in that time period. It was until about 800 years ago that the people of Japan started moving into Hokkaido, uh, and this was for a lot of reasons. This would be for the great fishing that was up there. A large part of it was to escape all the wars that were going on in feudal Japan. And also look for gold and other minerals. Just find your fortune. Unlike the New World travels of Europe, this was a pretty easy hop, skip, and a jump. If you just go to the port, you, it's like about a 14-mile boat ride to get to the island and go from trading. So it wasn't like they were too far from home to go ahead and try and strike their luck. Now, unlike many Native American meetings, things went off pretty smoothly at first. They kept to their side. They kept their land. It was pretty stable. They needed each other for trade, for getting materials. But eventually, the Japanese people started seeing themselves as better than the Ainu. Uh, they were like the better people. Again, the idea that the others were barbarians. And this led to problems that we've seen time and time again. Uh, over the next few hundred years, the Japanese people started putting more and more control over the land, breaking more and more treaties and deals, and the colonies that they created started to grow. This story gets played out a lot throughout human history, where the bigger power is going to crush the little power, and the little power's culture is going to be on the danger of collapsing. Uh, when the isolation period ended, the Japanese people started to fully colonize Hokkaido, so around the 1800s. Many of these people were jobless samurai who were just seeking a new life since they were not needed anymore. Uh, today, it was only fairly recently that the Ainu people were protected, and there are only about 25,000 left. Now, this is, again, a small part of the history. There are many people who came and went through Hokkaido, but it's important to know that since we're talking about a game where we are settling Sinnoh, that we might actually meet the Ainu people. We might meet the first people of Sinnoh in this game. And that's what I really want to see. That's the number one thing I want to see with this game, is the Ainu people. When we settled there, I want to see that we created this, but that there are native people who have lived on the island. The idea that this is supposed to be the first settling of Sinnoh means to me that it's the first settling of the group from Kanto to Sinnoh or the group from Johto to Sinnoh. If you've seen the Pokemon that we get, we get a Rowlet, we get a Cinequil, and we get an Oshawott. We get all these southern regions, all these areas that have been colonized, and now they're bringing their Pokemon up to Sinnoh 
in order to find a better life. That's my thought process of what I want to see in the story. But I think it would be really cool to see the Ainu people who had lived there. The game could do a lot of justice to just show like, hey, there are people here. Here's a little bit of their culture. Uh, bears are a big part of Ainu culture. So have them, one of the trainers who is Ainu have a Ursarang or a Teddy Ursa. I think that'd be really cool. Again, I don't expect a game targeted for children to go ahead and say, hi, we're sorry that we almost wiped out your culture and completely wiped out your language. My B, here's a place in the game. I just think it's cool to have them there so people can start researching, oh, who's that? And then they can target it to, oh, they're the Ainu. Oh, no, they're the Ainu. This stuff happened to them. I think that's important for me. Uh, the other thing I really want to see are the settlements themselves. The first people who lived in Hokkaido were the natives, but they didn't build mass cities and settlements. I want to see the start of the famous cities in Sinnoh. Give me Orberg City when it's starting off as a simple mining outpost with some random lunatic prospector saying, there's coal in the mountains. And give me Sunny Shore for the fishing. Sunny Shore was always this technologically advanced city in comparison to all the other cities in Sinnoh. I would love to see them actually put it as like some bum hick town in the middle of nowhere because it's just that's how it started out and eventually got more technologically advanced. Uh, there's so many things you could see. It would be really cool if you actually created those settlements. You were one of the first people to create it along your journey. And the other thing I want to see, it sounds a little crazy, but hear me out. I want to see regional variants. So obviously we've already been to Sinnoh, so that seems kind of dumb. While the Sinnoh region is a region we've already seen before, that doesn't mean it shouldn't get variants. Japan had two animals that went extinct recently, and by recently I mean the last 100 to 200 years, due to human exploitation. The Hokkaido wolf and the Japanese sea lion. What if Sinnoh had variants that were amazing, but sadly were wiped out due to the settlements taking over? It's dark, but it's my list and I do what I want. I think it would be really cool to see uh, Lycanroc that is a regional variant to Sinnoh or seeing a Seal or a Dugong that is considered a regional variant. I think that would be really, really cool. Uh, the other thing I want to see is the industrial era. So everyone keeps calling this area Feudal Japan. It's what I keep hearing about legends. Oh, this is Feudal Japan. But look at those Pokeballs. They don't look all that feudal to me. I think it would be really cool to have them start introducing more industrial tech. I'm not talking computers or steampunk. I would just love to see them getting, oh, look, this is our new steam-powered Pokedex. Like, if you think about it, where are you going to store your Pokemon? There ain't no computers to store them in. That's something I immediately just thought of. Like, wait a minute, where am I going to store all these Pokemon? Are you just going to have a farm where they live with you? Uh, Hokkaido saw many people come into the area as it went on. Everything from missionaries to farmers to engineers all came and added different things to Hokkaido's culture and lives. I think a little bit of steampunk Pokemon could be cool, even if it's just like a few gadgets. Uh, the next thing I want to see, uh, what's next on my list? Ah, the Russians. Yeah, I, I, I literally just wanted to say it like that just so I could put that music in there. I want the bad guys to be the Russians. Now, this isn't some Cold War pro-American patriot nonsense. I want to do it because in history, the Japanese-Russian War was started by Japan and ended by Japan and showed the world that an Asian power could beat a European one. I think it would be really cool to see a Pokemon version of just Russians. 
Uh, the other idea for a bad guy team I have is just one of the settlers or settlements. I think it would be cool if the settlers considered the Ainu the bad guys, but then you go and meet them. It's like, no, they just live here. Wait, who told us to go after them? Oh, that guy with a clear bad guy face and suit, and then you can go and beat him up. The last thing I want to see, and I think it's kind of obvious when you say it out loud, I, I want to see Pokemon writing. If you're going to rip off Breath of the Wild, I mean, shocker that you did, you better at least let me ride a Walrin into battle. You better let me ride a Mudsdale into battle. If I'm going to get a Samurott as a partner, then I better be able to ride him on the water into battle. We've already shown that Pokemon riding is a thing in the Pokemon world, so why not have it in this one? I think if you're going to have a literal open world, if you don't put Pokemon riding in it, I really think you missed the entire point of an open world game where you have rideable monsters. Also, I want to be carried in my champ's big strong arms. It's perfectly normal. I felt safe in his big arms, him lugging me around because he could carry me with two hands and punch everything else with the rest. So this isn't exactly the longest Lucas lecture I've made, but I wanted to make this clear. This is one of the coolest potential things Pokemon can do. Creating an open world game something we've asked for, and they're actually doing it. I can list on my hand the number of times Pokemon has actually done something I've wanted. There are things I like, certainly, but never things I've actively wanted. This is going to be an amazing 25th anniversary for Pokemon. Again, if you're upset about the Chibi Diamond and Pearl, I get it. It's not the art style you like. Don't buy it. But please... Keep your eyes on Legend News, because for me, as a Pokemon fan and as a science major, this could be big. Well, hope you guys have a fantastic day or night whenever you're listening. Please, please, please stay safe out there. The virus is still a thing, and some states out in the United States are dropping their mask mandates. Looking at you, Texas. Please stop. All right, guys, take care. I'll see you on the next one. Peace! Peace!